0: So,
1: yeah, i want to before we start and do anything at all okay i just made you go quiet for a second hey <laughs> uh just a warning uh probably closer to the end of this uh episode we we're going to be talking about end game. yeah this is end game Same.
0: spoiler territory yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: so uh just a heads up if you haven't seen it you know, I'll, I'll probably give a warning before we start talking about it again, but, you know, just uh, a little more. Anyway, welcome to uh, Consoles and Comics, episode five, uh, right? Yeah, I yeah, guess so. It's five, because last week we had mic problems, and so we just did it uh, live. We went yeah, live we on We did Facebook. it live. We just did it live! Anyway, so I'm Trip. that's Adam, and uh, we're going to talk about some nerd stuff. Here it comes. You ready? This week's fantasy fight (laughs) in in the Facebook group, Uh, it was a pretty good one. I thought I thought it was a good matchup.
0: Yeah, um, (sighs) he says. (sighs) I mean, I John Wick is unstoppable. Like he is. Dude, I feel that
1: he's a beast. There's no denying it.
0: But Beatrix Kiddo took out 100 ninjas. Uh, They had to go black and white because there was so much fucking blood. Yeah.
1: If you're not uh, familiar with the name Beatrix Kiddo, that's the bride in the Thurman's yeah, character. Yeah, we should keep it behind. out,
0: like, like they do in the movie.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. It's,
0: yeah. But uh, it's uh, against, yeah, Beatrix Kiddo against John Wick, the bride against John Wick. And I voted for Kiddo Man. I mean, she's just a killer. Like, she survived being shot in the head. Just, uh so. oh, whatever.
1: Yeah, she did survive being shot in the head and then she went toe to toe with the if yeah, her of her universe the the top assassins in the world and
0: uh, she's gonna have a big long. she got narrative. buried
1: alive shot in the chest yeah. and buried alive and got out and killed them all
0: what do you call it a salt shot yeah, yeah but straight to the chest yeah. man
1: I mean oh yeah That's ro- I it was rock it. salt my you know? yeah
0: my my wife like was cringing at oh, that part dude, where yeah. they're like nailing the, uh, the coffin, uh, yeah, yeah, the lid na- and she's, you know, the, it's getting darker and darker and, yeah. in there and she's got to pull out her flashlight eventually right. but uh, it was, when we had gone, I told my friend who was working there at the time, I said, hey, turn this shit up, like, crank this shit up and he had done that for me at when we went to go see Viva Vendetta mm-hmm. and it was amazing like that part where yeah. uh, the uh, the old Bailey blows up, yeah, just, it was just perfect. It was loud balls. I was like, whoa! It was it was amazing. So, um, is that here?
1: That wasn't me. I forgot to put it on the silence. Just reminded me. But at any rate, uh, uh, we had a better voter turnout this time. Yeah, uh, but John
0: we, Wick seems to be the winner.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, he uh, he just had a movie come out too, man. You know, part of the problem. Part of the problem is some of these fights end up being popularity instead of you know rad- rational logic but yes john wick won uh over 70 to 47 and uh you know so that is the weekly fantasy fight i got a few things to chat about tonight and i think i got a few things that you are going to chime in uh, sure. and chime in about first of all uh jj adams uh he was uh he did an interview about bringing uh, princess leia carrie fisher back for rise of skywalker uh and like the whole like emotion like behind having to do that
0: yeah they're gonna have to what do they call that like a digital weekend at bernie's with her She's no no
1: like, uh, well look no no actually not okay good, like the coachella hologram uh, so he did the it was vanity fair that's tweeted did the interview with uh so uh so, like, like all you know, Star Wars fans, Abrams, uh, he was completely devastated uh, by the passing of Carrie Fisher.
0: Uh, Do you think that she was like trained? Did she like just get like some uh, night classes done with like Luke after work? No, mean, I'm not after sure. He trained and shit. I'm not sure. She's because, great like, though. I mean, she she has the Force. I okay. mean, I know that she wasn't trained from a kid, but yeah. she neither was Luke.
1: Right. Uh, I mean who knows It could be instinct It could just be her Hanging around I mean she was around Luke is For all it that time have to be taught
0: Like to be the, the The ghost version Where you gotta be Like a the, certain like level Like an astral
1: projection yeah. I think so oh,
0: Yeah
1: Well I don't know How much of that I don't know man they, The whole EU Non-canon Canon mm-hmm. stuff Who knows now mm-hmm. But uh, So you know He's like you know, Abram is a fan But he's also a filmmaker mm-hmm. And he's a storyteller He, uh, he said that he wanted If needed Leia To continue this story uh, With her so to do that, uh, he decided he wasn't gonna do the digital thing, uh, like it's been done, you know, in the past. Uh, and obviously, you can't recast Princess Leia like it's Carrie Fisher. Like you just can't.
0: Just leave her dead. She's dead. But it. That's it, it. She's done. What it
1: came down to, Abrams uh, decided, it was unused footage of hers. So
0: and damn, these executives are tough. They're like, she's in this fucking movie. <laughs> she's <laughs> under contract. Damn it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs>
1: Blood, blood Damn. Of rest, let her okay. rest in peace no, okay so what uh, What uh, JJ said about that he said and this is a quote uh, it's hard to even talk about it without it sounding like I'm being some kind of a cosmic spiritual goofball but it felt like we suddenly had found the impossible answer to the impossible question so then he started, uh, he started writing scenes and the film around the old footage and he's put the dialogue that she delivered into new contexts uh, and he was talking about the process of doing that another direct quote it was a bizarre kind of left side, right side of the brain sort of Venn diagram thing of figuring out how to create the puzzle based on the pieces uh-huh. we had. Uh, so during the same interview with Vanity Fair, uh, he was, uh, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I don't know, man. It's crazy to. Just reuse old footage and like write it to where what she says has like different meanings. You know
0: what's crazy? I mean, they did it to that one dude uh, for one of the Hunger Games movies, that last movie, because he died. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like they did the same well, shit. They
1: suicide or something? Right? They
0: did, yeah, just weekend. No, he overdosed. On some oh, I've
1: seen. Yeah, well. So Rise of the Skywalker is set to open uh, December twentieth of this year. You stoked about that episode? Uh,
0: you know what? I am. Uh, the trailer, it, it kind of took my breath away at certain parts. Dude, that my w- music is epic. I like the way that they can just look, they can really uh, make a fucking good looking movie. Right. And it looks good. See, like when they were
1: doing the, the live, they were showing the live panel. Uh, my wife and I were in our kitchen watching it on Facebook, like on our phone. And they showed the trailer and, like, <laughs> shows Ray's arms. And the freaking lightsaber clicks on. My wife looks at me, and I said, "I just got goosebumps." She goes, "I did too." We started giggling, dude, and we were just like ecstatic, cool. like stoked the whole time, stoked. I mean, uh, he I've like,
0: heard that. Yeah, they are going to the, the Knights of Ren are going to be in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, J.J. Abrams has, you know, a lot on his plate. I think he has a lot to clean up after Rise of uh, or, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, Ryan Johnson's. Yeah. Uh, last I
1: still enjoyed that movie year. and it's probably just because it's a Star Wars movie yeah but I, you uh, see but yeah no JJ uh, JJ's the man for the job dude I mean that's just what it comes down to I think he's the man for the job he killed it like I'm a lifelong Star Trek guy too and I love the new movies he did yeah, the alternate timeline and like man I think they're rad With Chris Pine and, uh, and
0: yeah
1: um, Benadryl Kumquat he was in that one what? Benadryl Kumquat. Is that his name? Oh, okay. Beethoven, Kummerbund. I got.
0: Yeah. It. <laughs> it took me a minute. I was like, "What the fuck?" What's he called?
1: I mean, did you, you know see? that
0: he? It's weird that I know this. Yeah. I think it's. I don't, you know his website. He can't it's really just... say penguins. he's he the way that he pronounces, just because I'm being British or whatever the fuck, <laughs> yeah, that like... he he says. Like penguins? Like penguins. Like he. Yeah, it's a fucking. He has a video on it. Look it up. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, penguins. And it's weird. It's fucking weird.
1: Hold on. I'm I'm doing it right now. Oh my God. I didn't even have to type in. Benedict, every time you're on the show, we get uh, so many messages and tweets. And emails from
0: now—they're not Cumberbitches anymore. Are they? they change name every time I'm on. Okay, what are they now? Cumbers. Cumbers. I don't know. I'm making it up, Cumber. Do you know what you are? Cumber
1: people. Cumber people collective. Bunches. uh brands, Plates. I'm fast are you? Are you of one of those people. Okay. Uh, Get back back trip, so we'll just good like that. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just, it's good of you two. Yeah. You not ask? This is ridiculous. It yeah,
1: just... is. Oh, it's a commercial. It's pengwings.
0: Crested penguins. Parent penguin heading home. So, why are these woodlands so attractive to penguins? Cause he narrated this BBC thing, and he—that's how he just fucking says it. Penguins. penguins.
1: <laughs> that was uh, ridiculous. You're gonna have to edit that down. I yeah. hope he edits it down. and It's not just the silence and the awkwardness of the yeah, other video. No, we we'll
0: just leave that in for <laughs> to keep the grittiness of the show. <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, did you uh,
0: did you see the new like teaser trailer for uh, the new Terminator? I sure as hell did. I watched it really, just like uh, the uh, Star, uh, Star Wars trailer, uh, like 50 times. Uh, right. I, I, I dig the music uh, I'm kind of over it now <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, it it made it look good it looks very promising they have James Cameron's back uh, this is a direct sequel yeah. to Terminator yeah. 2 Linda so, Hamilton yeah um, Terminator 3 uh, what is it uh, Dark Fate uh, no, salvation oh yeah, yeah and uh some other one. Oh genesis yeah are all irrelevant they yep. do not take place and they do not matter i guess the way they hopefully maybe explain it as an alternate timeline right um maybe in i don't uh, know
1: you saw the the poster too right with the it had the tagline welcome to the day after judgment day
0: that's dope i mean yeah uh, according to that yeah judgment day happened uh, in 1997, like yeah. it was, it was supposed to.
1: they even got David Ellison back too, which is tight, the conductor. Um, so, in addition to Schwarzenegger supposed to be in it, and Hamilton's in it. You see, that's what's weird because
0: didn't he melt his ass down, and in, in that, in, in Terminator Two? Remember that, from that the clip thing I went...
1: saw. From the clip I saw, it looks like he's human
0: well he he's aged and they have that I mean yeah. it is it's explained in what doesn't you know uh is not canon anymore right. in Genesis is that yeah he was old too his he came back in the seventies yeah uh to save uh someone uh Sarah and uh he ages from that point on um, I don't know man um so, it looks it looks good. Uh, there's the one name that popped out uh, when I saw uh, at the very end. It shows like the uh, credits, right? Yeah, you know, is uh, David Goyer, David S. Goyer. Yeah, uh, uh, he's a... written a lot of good shit, man. He did the Blade movies. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He did uh, what is it? Uh, oddly enough, I love that how terrible it is. There's <laughs> a movie called Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, and it's got really uh, what is his name? What's his fucking name? I not hear... watch. Uh, the different very one. David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff is fucking Nick Fury. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so terribly awesome. Oh my god! Uh, it is definitely a guilty pleasure. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. I don't believe is in guilty man? pleasures. Oh, you you're the one that puts it. yourself
1: in, in, in guilt. And you yeah, enjoy yeah. something, enjoy yeah. it, um, man. So uh, it's got uh, the Dark Fate's Got Mackenzie Davis, Natalie Reyes, Gabriel Luna, and uh, Diego Bonetta uh, okay,
0: so Gabriel Luna is the Terminator, right? Or is that Diego Luna? Diego Luna is the Terminator.
1: Mackenzie Davis. Uh,
0: no, is the chick. No, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. dude. No, the the enemy. The bad guy. Yeah, yeah. it's... Uh, so, spoilers if you haven't seen the yeah, trailer. Yeah, Gabriel Luna. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he's the guy that... And this Terminator is different. Right. So, this is a little bit of a breakdown. The, this, this Terminator is able to... He's a mixture, just like, I guess, the TX model yeah. from Terminator 3, mm-hmm. of the... Um, Liquid Terminator and an endoskeleton. Right, but he can, I guess, use his endoskeleton as a drone and just maintain liquid form. So there's like, so in the trailer you see like this this chick protecting a two uh, a little girl against two terminators,
1: and she she thinks she's human too.
0: Yeah, Uh, she says that she's human. Just like salvation, and that kind of pulls off the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. there maybe there's terminators that are programmed to think that they're human. Right. Uh, and That's exactly what he was. Uh, and spoiler alert: if I haven't seen Salvation. I've seen all of them. Yeah. I like all of them. Yeah. Uh, just like the Predator movies, I like all of them. Mm-hmm. Alien movies, I like all of them, even the terrible ones. Uh, I like them because they build this this world. The universe. They build, yeah, and it expands it, and it and it it, it just brings a little. Crazy, scary grin to my face. Uh, yeah, yeah. when you see how creepy this fucking company is.
1: Right. Um, so <sighs> we know Davis is the enhanced cyborg and uh, from the future travels back in time to hunt down another t- Terminator. Uh, who that's played by Luna. Mm-hmm. Now he's got the ability to split into two separate Terminator killing machines: a dark liquid metal version, like you were talking about, and and yeah, the uh, the endoskeleton man. Uh, We've also seen Davis' character team up with Schwarzenegger's T-800 and Sarah Connor to stop the new Terminator. Uh, We don't know what Luna's mission is as Terminator, but I imagine we're going to find out. Because it doesn't look like he's after Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor looks like she shows up and saves them
0: from one of them. You know what's crazy? So let me me throw you maybe something up there. Okay. With all these Terminators being mass-produced, do you think that it was a human that was doing it? And if someone was thinking up these plans, well, they are they created, going to go for that did, person? They, that's thinking, I mean, it was, like,
1: created Skynet and that yeah. gave intelligence to one of the machines. Yeah,
0: but they stopped Judgment Day in Terminator 2. If this is the day after Judgment Day. Right. Then is that they just, just, just maybe a tagline? Maybe they just didn't Or maybe it. it just, yeah, because in Terminator 3, they go to explain that it's, it's inevitable. Right. It's going to happen. Right. And uh, they don't know that that's the big, you know, s- you know, stinger at the end. Is like, oh, shit. They, they, they were supposed to get to this shelter because they needed to survive.
1: Right. Right.
0: Anyway, I love Terminator. I love
1: <laughs> Me too. For sure. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Um, um,
0: uh, George uh, R. R. Martin uh, you were talking about a video game. What was it, yeah, what
1: you yeah. So uh, everyone knows who he is at this point. Um, he's working on a video game as a creative consultant. Uh, the game is being developed in Japan. Uh, he didn't really reveal anything else on the project. But um, what I've read um, to on, uh, on comicbooks.com, uh, back in 2017, George uh, and uh, like a a software teamed up a software company uh teamed up uh for a game and this might be the project that he's talking about um for, but they're called from software now uh from software is the team behind other games they made dark souls they made bloodborne uh most recently they did the uh, the psych the psykiro the shadows die twice mm-hmm. uh so this next project will probably be published by bandai uh but he did say uh it's you know, probably their biggest game ever. Um, it's not Game of Thrones related, though. So if you're getting all dragon excited out there, it's not Game of Thrones. But it's an expansive open world adventure, what we know. So according to the report, it's going to feature players traveling to different kingdoms, conquering them. And that sounds kind of like a fantasy game that Martin would want to be a part of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the fantasy games, man, too. I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing Shadow of War, finally. Lord of the Rings game Look, well, he just
0: needs to go, go bullshitting on. and finish his fucking books. <laughs> I mean,
1: have you been reading? Have you read the books? I guess
0: I read up to Clash of Kings. Uh, I started then. I think started reading uh, other shit. I know it was about the same time I was reading uh, Ready Player One. That may have just like picked up. and just dropped that. Right. And I just never went back Ready, to yeah, it.
1: Yeah, Ready Player One's freaking so uh, good. Yeah,
0: I read it way before it got. It was uh, it was cool, man. Yeah. Uh, kind of a thing oh,
1: but, uh, man um so
0: <clears throat> okay would you say it's okay I'm leading into this other one horrible segue okay. by the way but let's uh let's talk about this Ghostbusters movie you uh, about?
1: yeah 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 I don't have a whole lot of info on that but I know that
0: is it with the broads or is it going to be with the n- dudes no it's,
1: it's not is it going to be mixed match? it's not the women you're going to argue it's not the women it's not the women it is uh See, so you know what
0: I don't know it, that was kind of corny, but it was corny, scary I for, watched for it my yet. kids. I haven't watched it, it It got a lot of hate. It got yeah. a lot of, like, I mean, I got it at the house. I, I just got to
1: gotta figure out what's going on. I got to fix my router. It's been jacking up. But
0: uh, it got a lot of hate. A lot of people didn't like it. I liked it. And yeah. hopefully, maybe they can throw some, like, funny jabs at the, you know, the girl universe as well.
1: Who knows, man? I know a couple of the actresses that did the female version were not too happy about this one. Why? Uh, they're trying to, I don't know, one of them thinks, the the one that was in Orange uh, is the New Black. My wife watched that show. I didn't watch it. Anyway, she said that uh, she said it was like a slap in their face or something. She was all offended about it. But, no, from my understanding, Dan Aykroyd Bill Murray are both having a part of it. Um, but we know <clears throat> what I did figure out is uh, they're favoring practical effects over CGI like they did back in the day. And that makes me like super happy. Um, So, Jason Reitman is going to be directing it. They're calling it a Ghostbusters sequel. And uh, there was an interview uh, with 660. Uh, It's another website I check out. They're a news company. I, I look at them sometimes. But anyway, Dan Aykroyd said that the creative team for the movie is looking to use practical effects over CGI whenever possible. That's something that he's been pushing for. And a direct quote is, I'm always urging to use puppets. I'm always urging to go back to the mechanicals. But CGI is so efficient, easy to use. But I think that all of us are on board with the idea of maybe doing mechanicals and puppets where we can. So with the anchored behind it, it's like a throwback to the movies of, you know, when we were younger. The Mm -hmm. ones that were like Jurassic Park and the Goonies and, you know, E.T., and even the original Star Wars trilogy, you know what I mean? Indiana Jones, all the ones where it's like actual, like Jim Henson or someone that was associated with Henson was on board and they freaking made everything and it was like live and it was like real, like tangible, you know what I mean? Mm. Like the Labyrinth or, you know what I mean? Like any of those, like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Labyrinth kind of
0: freaked me out as a kid. Oh yeah. yeah it, just, it just had weird puppetry. It was like, oh, I don't like this. Like, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't watch love Dark it. Crystal. I still love it. Dark there's Crystal, a new there's Dark just, Crystal series coming it's, to it's. I know, and it's just one of those things where I'm like, it, it's that uncanny valley of just like, no, oh, oh, it just hurts my, my stomach. I right. can't handle it. It's just weird.
1: Yeah. No, that's fair. I, I like it. I think it's cool that they're going to be doing more like, I don't know, man. I, I really like the puppetry. And like, Dude,
0: uh, did you see, what was it? Freaking legend, uh, dude! Uh, Tim Curry, all done. That's Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, it's hilarious. So you see, he's like a conductor. He I wants want to, to do a to play. Look, look. Yeah, he does that. He actually did the uh, puppets, one of the Puppets movies. The, <clears> uh, <throat> yeah, he did a Muppets movie, too. Yeah. yeah. Jason Segel. Yeah, name. and he's yeah. fucking funny. Oh, yeah. he's he had, hilarious. He's, he got he's got actually a musician, he, too. You know what? He made it look good. Yeah. I laughed my balls off. Yeah, dude. Like, I think they're all kind of clever. It, there's yeah. that borderline comedy where it's not offensive at all. It's very silly. Yeah. It's all ages. It's it's just clever yeah um, I loved it too and he was able to pull it off and then they made that raunchy one with the, the I haven't watched it yet I haven't seen that one yet I but I want to see it, it I'm waiting for they, to that's not the first time they've HBO. done that
1: though like back in the 80s they made Meet the Feebles did you ever see that one uh, <laughs> it's messed up from my understanding it's a dude that used to work for Henson then he left and started doing his own thing and it's called Meet the Feebles and it is like raunchy and gross but it's all freaking puppets that's weird it's pretty crazy uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So um, I'll jump over. We were talking about mentioned Disney Plus earlier, uh, and I still, I still kind of a part of me wishes that this would be a, uh, a movie, but I think it's rad that they're doing a series, the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, so uh, I
0: guess we'll go ahead and get into spoiler in game talk territory. Yeah, because with, that kind of leads into what my question would be about that.
1: Yeah. Okay. So here's your warning. Uh, starting here. You're gonna be hearing some uh, some possible in game spoilers, okay? Okay. So, so, uh, so, with
0: with this Falcon and the Winter Soldier show coming out, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. what is it gonna be like? Buddy cop? They're going off doing CIA missions. they're, so, they're going uh, doing because uh, I've seen that they are revitalizing. Uh, who is that dude? Kang. Is that who they had? Uh, not King. Uh, Zemo. Okay. From uh, what he's gonna get out, he's gonna be in something. Maybe he's the villain in a Disney Plus uh, series where Falcon and Winter. But anyway, well, that's what but I'm talking what, about. Like, but why what is we're he thinking, Falcon? Isn't but, he? I'm, Cap? About to, I'm
1: about to get into that. So, uh, so the series is supposed to take place after Endgame and after old Cap has uh, traveled to the past to, yeah. to have his life with Peggy Carter. Okay, so Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's set after Endgame. Um, we're lucky. What we're gonna see is like the two of them coming together to not only like mourn their friend, uh, but also like figure out how to proceed without him. And you know, uh, according to uh,
0: like live up to him. Yeah, like, li- I oh, mean, cause man. In...
1: but it's a good it's a good bet that Falcon accepting Cap Shield it's gonna play into the mini series I because it's a mini series. Okay, like so
0: a... in the comic books, Cap uh, Bucky becomes Captain America. But look, Bucky wasn't given. The mantle. He wasn't like, here, here's the shield. It was, um, Cap died. Yeah. He was assassinated, and he was, uh, the world still needed a Captain America, and re- really, no one better to pick up the mantle was fucking Bucky. He was Winter Soldier. He broke, he snapped out of it. He got over his, uh, his issues. Granted, he's, he is still a machine, and he has to work with the shit that he's done in his right. past. He knows that he's got, like, you know, red in his ledger, you know, kind of thing. But, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think Falcon having the the mantle, I think they're going to play on that where Bucky felt like he was never up to the task. Bucky felt like he had a lot to live up to, right. and that he could never do. I mean, Cap would have done that. You know, well, there's he also, always felt uh, like he had mistakes, and it's it kind of like whenever it, Dick Grayson took over for Batman when Batman right. died, that he Dick couldn't fiddle, uh, couldn't live up to. You know, fucking Batman. So,
1: I'm so not Batman. Think about this though. He's right? not Cap. Think about this. I think that him like that. That Steve and, and Bucky had a conversation before he did the jump, right? Uh-uh. Because. Of the exchange the words that they said to each other before he jumped like everyone else would be like see you in a couple seconds yeah. see you in a second and they didn't you know Bucky gave him this whole big like heartfelt hug uh, and was like yeah you know it's been great you know it's been this has been great I love you and I'll see you at some point point. and then he might not have known the cap was going to be sitting on that bench but whenever he showed up Falcon was a hell of a lot more surprised than Bucky was and Bucky, is the one that said to him. He nods his head up forward and says, "Go talk to him." Yeah,
0: Bucky You know what? They knew. probably still work to work together. You know, look, this is against that spoiler territory. So Cap wouldn't. No, back. we're, we're, we're yeah, so crossed that line. Okay, so the theory is that in Peggy Carter, she mentions that she her married a mystery has, man. Yeah, baby. exactly. And so right. that this whole time it's been Cap. So yeah. has Cap been just around? He's knowing shit's going down and just being kind but of like, like... the optics of that, And just playing to, the card, like, it, it should all work out and well, just not do anything. Think about this. The optics of that. I think he's that. been running shit with Bucky. He was doing... He was helping Bucky out. Right. He, he's, he's pretty much that Nick Fury where... He's I mean, the it mystery man down. that
1: Peggy married. He's been behind the scenes helping Winter Soldier the whole time, right? And what makes it real creepy, though... Is that uh is the that weird little love bond thing that almost happened between him and Peggy's niece.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was just gross. like nah, I'm cool. Kinda like uh kinda yeah. blew her off a few times and he really didn't know that she was a spy though. And so that kinda like whenever uh Nick Fury is shot and she busts into the room and she identifies herself, he it fooled Cap. He had no idea. Right. So That's
1: true, he might just have no clue who she was. Yeah. That would make me feel a lot better.
0: <laughs> yeah, but Cap is also that goofy kind of like character. Like he's just—he's that old man at a time. He is that yeah. old man.
1: Yeah, dude, for wow. sure. I'm trying to get to this uh, since we're diving into that. Uh, jump ahead to my my things I wanted to talk about. So uh, the most fascinating theory that it makes me feel good because I, I thought about it and thought about it. And then, uh, and then I actually saw people talking about it online, so it wasn't just me being a weirdo, which is a nice change of pace. Uh, <laughs> um, so the snap, right? Uh, Banner, Banner Hulk mentions it in Endgame, right? He says that snap produces a like quantum shit ton of gamma radiation. That's why he feels like he has to be the one to wield the gauntlet, right? Mm. So the question is... Uh, since we don't know the full effects of the snap or, like, for the MCU as a whole, um, because there were three snaps in total, and uh, there was quantum realm travel. So, at this point, we know through the events of Infinity War and Endgame that there's been, like, huge changes, like, made to MCU, right? Like, the biggest reveal so far has led to, like, introducing the multiverse.
0: Yeah.
1: So... My What I say is, if something like this could lead to the creation of an alternate universe, could it also lead to the introduction of genetic mutation, mutants.
0: You see, now this has been a long, long-standing kind of a theory of, like, hopefully um, there's a multiverse kind of a thing, how it could be incorporated. And right. people you were know, saying it would be after, of course, uh, the talks of Infinity War. It, it's going to be the Infinity Gauntlet. It'll... Um, it's going to open up some point, and, you know. That's that's the idea. I hope they go in that direction. Right? I, they again. Everybody knows that they've required those, you know, rights to them now. But I think that now they have to. This they this is this big long story arc. My I got fucking chills when Cap said, "Finally, got to say, Avengers Assemble." Oh, dude! I did too. That was Goosebumps, that was so. Dude satisfying oh yeah you saw just everyone uh, ant-man is everyone actually giant you, man yeah. he just like beats the shit out of one of those flying like slugs or Arth- yeah. anthropods whatever yeah. the fuck they are yeah um the uh Arthropods. Um, one of those things called the uh, uh everybody's there and Chitauri, Thanos, you see yeah, yeah you see kind of like a little bit of just like doubt in thanos's face yeah and then it's it's so great dude what well, did you notice howard the duck i didn't I didn't see... Uh, I mean, I was just cheesing. I didn't well, see it in 3D. Okay. I saw it at 9.30 a.m. on yeah. a Sunday morning. Uh, it was the weekend of... Uh, I had to hurry up and see it, so I didn't get anywhere. Uh, so
1: I want to jump back real quick, is. though. I'm like, I'm jumping ahead, too. Um, so, so a couple of the writers are Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Uh, in an interview I read, they were asked if like that theory of the mutants coming from that's possible. So Marcus, being sly i guess he says anything's possible but i don't know whether you need that genetic mutation is genetic mutation it just happens maybe they're already out there i mean that's a fair answer i guess it's kind of annoying uh, but uh, mcfeely what he said was uh, i do think that whenever kevin decides kevin fage decides to do x-men or fantastic four it won't be how you'd think it's going to happen He said, i think he's going to have a real clever version of it um but I like the idea of the snap creating mutants. I think that's clean. I just like that clean, the cleanliness of that.
0: The ultimate uh, universe. um, Captain America is the ultimate success. We were only able to make one super soldier, and it was Cap. It was Steve Rogers. Talking
1: about the kid. Hmm? Peggy Carter was pregnant. Remember, she talks about having a kid. She's about having kids. Uh To the mystery man, oh, yeah, uh, so there's just there's at, least, there's at least one kid running around there with super soldiers' DNA,
0: yeah, and so uh, what happens is uh, everything stems from this project. everybody wants to make a fucking super soldier right, and it stems from mutants end up being a special project trying to uh, become a super soldier. Uh, Bruce Banner uses um, what is it gamma radiation to uh for this experiment that blows up in his face turning him into the hulk uh in the ultimate universe trying to figure out how to become a super soldier serum with gamma yeah. radiation right so every, everything like in that universe stems from uh you know the trying first, to replicate Captain Ameri- yeah, yeah captain america he's just perfect the perfect specimen and if we can do that again If we could make an army of these motherfuckers, yeah, and they just weren't able to. Now, um, maybe they could do that. Maybe they're this this special projects. on. Maybe people come back, and these people that have come back are now mutants. Uh, What if that's how it works? Um, Mm. I mean, it it would have to kickstart like a timeline. Like, oh... It would have to open a window to another dimension where there was no Avengers. They were just the X-Men. Like, where there's there's no X-Men. It was just the, like, MCU universe. Right, yeah. So, I don't know. Well, I mean, like in the... I would like to see a Namor movie. Oh, Give us yeah, fucking yeah, the Submariner. Yeah, yeah. He's arrogant. He's uh, not wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> he's, he's very scary. But let him be the bad guy. He's, he could be a good bad guy.
1: Right. Well, I could see that. He's a
0: mutant. Um, he's from, uh, he's an Atlantean mutant. Yeah. Yeah, so, dope.
1: So, yeah, that is cool. Um, so, uh, did you notice, okay, you said earlier you noticed Rocket Raccoon's, he is the new outfit he was wearing? Yep. Uh, did you see the scarf on his neck? I, I didn't reckon. That red, he's wearing, he's got a red scarf around his neck. That's the same scarf that, uh, that Quill was wearing in, uh, Guardians 2. And earlier in, uh, it might have been in Infinity War 2. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's, he's draping it around. He's like in, you know, in memory of his friend yeah. that died. Man, that's pretty sad. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, Craiglin, also from Guardians of the Galaxy, he's in that battle scene. It's a real quick shot. But you see he's got like this silver mohawk-esque uh, headpiece, and I assume it's for controlling the arrow, because by now he's got a, he has got to have gotten pretty good. Dude, hasn't? i got a
0: friend on Facebook, this dude has seen, that movie 12 times yeah yeah he's seen it so many times he loves it so much in game yeah in game yeah. and man i wish i could see it like at least two more times yeah i want to see it two more times in the theater yeah uh, again nothing crazy i don't have to get the the seats that move and shit and right. I, I didn't get to see it in 3d i want to see it in 3d i dig three I <laughs> but uh yeah man it, it's, it was a great film that just satisfying not all i mean there's a couple of loose ends yeah i mean who knows but what that's happens.
1: that's going to lead out to the other movies i'm sure yeah. you know what i mean they've kept everything pretty streamlined they've minimized the plot holes as much as they could um my favorite there was like a lot of people in that scene um i actually dug deeper into this one just because i like Howard the Duck so much <laughs> it's a weird one to like but man so it's a totally easily like missable cameo um and if you've only seen it once, you probably missed him because I'm just a weirdo. Um, they, they, uh, okay. So Howard was actually mentioned in the very first draft of a screenplay uh, for Endgame, uh, and it did like change a lot from there. Uh, that was like in 2016. Uh, so okay, so here's a quote from uh, from one of the writers here says, uh, in 2016, I think, was when I first got I got to read the real very rough early draft. I uh, mentioned it was in the end battle in the early draft. So I was like, yeah, yeah, Howard the Duck's going to be in the end battle. If Howard the Duck is there, it means everyone's going to be there, right? So he ended up not being featured in the battle of that right, uh, but until very late in the day. Um, I think it might have come from Kevin Fage, actually. We got the note that if there was a chance to get Howard Duck in, uh, Howard the Duck in, uh, there was this one little gap when the Ravengers were coming out uh, of uh, Contraxia where there was like room to yeah. drop him in, and he wouldn't be too obvious, which is good. Uh, it was the way they wanted to play it. It would involve us essentially building and rigging and shading actually in 18 frames of the film, so it's not like a huge presence. That's a lot of work for a small amount of time, but they were delighted to do it and be able to get him in there. And what we heard was when it uh, when was sent shot to shot, it was reviewed in the screening room at Marvel with the other filmmakers. They were all clapping and cheering just to see Howard the Duck. So I'm thinking Howard's eventually going to get his own film again.
0: I don't know if he's going to get his own film. He might pop in for Guardians. I mean, It'd be he nice seems to see to him actually have some lines. In, or maybe he's the comedic uh, what is it, uh, sidekick for Captain Marvel in the future. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, who knows? I think it is definitely going to be space-related. I don't know many things that are comic books that would be out there. I mean, uh, what happens to the, who is it? Uh, they're the people that had uh, the Nova Corps. What were they called? can't remember.
1: The Nova Corps.
0: No, uh, what was the name of the planet?
1: Oh. Nova
0: Prime? Yeah, I think that's it, yeah. I mean, are they just all gone? There's no more Nova? It'd be cool if they go in that storyline because there's one where one of them survives. Right. One of them lives. And he's got all of the knowledge in his helmet. It's pretty much, he's like the Green Lantern for Marvel. And so. He has two, like, his character? Uh, Richard Ryder. He, uh, is, he is uh, Richard Ryder, is uh, Nova. Nova.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they did like a miniature version of him in the uh, Ultimate Spider Man cartoon series.
0: Yeah. Is,
1: uh, um, uh, but uh, while you're looking that up, I want to do like a, a little tip of the hat um, since we're talking about Marvel. Uh, Justin Posner uh, was born in 1977 and just died a few days ago. He was a. Uh, uh, a, a huge, like, an icon in Marvel, man. His artwork is, like, you've seen it, and you just don't realize it. Like, uh, he did work on um, Ultimate Spider-Man, in Avengers, and Civil War Two, Death of Wolverine, Spider-Verse, he did some Star Wars, he did Young Avengers, he did X-Men, man, he did, like, you know, he did work in all of them. Um, and what I've read about him is that he was known... For elevating every story he contributed to with his stunning color work and unparalleled skills with form and light, whether working as a colorist or a cover artist, he brought his humor and helpful spirit to everything he did and touched many lives, all of which will never forget him. So, Justin Prosner, uh, thank you for your contributions. Uh, Just thank you, man. We appreciate it and I hope you uh, rest in peace for sure. Did you find what you were looking up?
0: I was trying to look up uh just some of his artwork, maybe some books that he did. I mean, that right. sucks. I I don't recognize his art. I kind of took a hiatus from a hiatus from comics right for a few years. Um I pick him up here and there, but mainly like I Look for figures. some of
1: his man that's I mean clean, wow. clean. It's like he was able to blend uh, more modern style with the classic comics, you know what I mean? And it was just yeah. clean, clean, clean. Great artwork. I'd love to have one of his prints framed, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um but jumping uh over to video games for a second uh were you a big game boy guy what
0: i had a game boy i had a what was it i didn't have a game boy advance but i had a game boy
1: and i had a game boy classic or first or right? it, it, it was, it was small first.
0: yeah i had the big ass yeah i had one of those two took four fucking batteries <laughs> yeah dude there. yeah oh yeah i had that
1: i had a, I had a sega game gear I never
0: had a Game Gear. I think well I should my, say my
1: dad had a Game Gear, and I just kind of kept my it. My
0: brother-in-law's <laughs> brother, he had a Game Gear, and, and that shit was awesome. Mm. But he had some games that were just hard as balls. Oh, dude, and, did
1: the, he had a Sonic and Tails game, and he had a, a Vander Holyfield's boxing. Dang. Those are cool,
0: dude. I remember playing Mortal Kombat right. on that motherfucker. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, you that's had to do, nice. You had to put in a code, uh, like type in a code, like a like a like in Contra and shit. Uh-huh. In order to get blood, uh, to activate the blood feature. Oh,
1: okay. Uh. Nice. So, what I was going to say is there's another, there's like a, it's like a retro Game Boy uh, that's good, with a twist It's coming out. It's called Playdate. So, it's a device that looks like a knockoff Game Boy. Um, I saw it just kind of scrolling through a couple of sites, and it, I just kind of saw it. So, um, it's coming up. It's a handheld gaming device from a company called Panic. The screen's black and white, and it's like super minimalistic. Uh, all it has is a D-pad, a D-pad, and two buttons. Um, but what got my attention is that there's this little silver-looking thing on the side of it, and, uh, and once I was reading more about it, it turns out it's like a—it's a crank. What's it called? It's a—it's well, it's called a called? I'm take playdate. Yeah, playdate by Panic. Now look that up. So. Uh, I mean, it's like a quirky little edition. So, my understanding is that that crank, it's going to be used in some, not all, uh, but some of the games. Oh, look,
0: this shit looks
1: cool. Right? It this does. So. Yeah. So, it's, uh, Let me real quick. right. It's So, uh, coming out, it's going to have 12 games. It's going to launch. Uh, they'll launch on like a weekly basis. And uh, uh, it's titled Season 1. Now, I can only imagine uh, oh, more course. games are going to follow. The current release for date is early of next year and it's supposed to cost 150 bucks. Uh, so, you know, if you can go you can go to the Playdate website and they'll give you like notifications and like, you know, you just kind of kept kept in on it. But it looks cool, man. Yeah, like,
0: I'm about to tweet a link. Right. Uh what was it? It's an Engadget article about it. I mean, mm-hmm. right now we're looking at TechCrunch's um kind of like hands on with it it, it looks, looks pretty dope it looks right? it looks very sharp it yeah. really does um
1: you see that little see that's the crank I was talking about right there that's freaking dope I know right it looks Let's it looks see. like it's gonna be fun to me I don't know man yeah it's how much
0: is it gonna be 150 149
1: 150
0: 2.7 inch screen, no backlight and this isn't e-paper but rather an lcd without color filters. what Told you. So that's dope.
1: Right? It looks cool. Uh, yeah, so Adam will tweet out a link to that. You can go find him on Twitter, and, uh, and you can find the link to that on there. Uh, I'm pretty stoked about that myself. Uh, it looks cool as hell. Um, had a couple things that we skipped. Uh, animated Throne trilogy is supposed to be coming out. Uh, so they're thinking they could... It, you know, because everyone's like going off the freaking rails with their hatred for these new ones. Uh, they're thinking that might, this might be a good Yeah, they booed me.
0: y'all that like boycotted, y'all suckered, y'all fucking suckers, y'all fell for it. Look, man, just go see the movie. If you didn't like it, that sucks. I mean, it was a good movie. Sucks for you. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. It seemed to be a lot of people. I've liked all the, the new movies, movies, dude. Yeah. Solo, uh, was, yeah. Solo was a lot of fun. Solo was fun. I loved uh,
1: Rogue One, dude. Loved Rogue, Rogue One. Rogue One
0: might be like, the one that I was like, yeah, yeah, like most for, like it, it was, it was cool at the very end. Yeah, um,
1: that was. Yeah, that's my wife's favorite one. She likes that one the most. Oh no, I'm interested to see it. Uh, you know, if it comes out, if it if it winds up actually happening, we get promised a lot of things in uh, the Star Wars fandom that <laughs> don't always come to fruition. Um, the other thing I had uh, is actually, uh, if you know who Jensen Ackles is.
0: Plays, yeah, in that, uh, uh, he's one of the brothers, right? I can't remember which one.
1: Yeah, he's, uh, it's Dean Winchester from Supernatural. Oh, okay,
0: yeah,
1: so yeah, uh, that one. So he uh, in an interview he did, he was talking about how he wants the series to end, because next season's going to be the 15th season, and it's going to be the final one. My wife and I have been watching since the beginning. Uh, so how many years is that again? Is it 15 years you've been watching this show? I guess I mean well. We
0: have you been watching it from the beginning? No, we
1: haven't watched it from the beginning. Okay. We caught up. We so jumped, you've been
0: watching fifteen years of a show,
1: right? But we jumped in around season six or seven, I think, yeah. and I've been watching it since then. Uh, I'm watching season fourteen now because we don't have cable, so we're, we're kind of stuck on waiting it to hit Netflix or whatever yeah. you know server we have. But um, so I mean, like I said, man, fifteen years. So for stars like uh, Ackles the The farewell tour is going to be a hard one, but uh, he's been uh, he's been putting deep thought into the finale. Uh, now, Jensen, uh, he's you know he's opening up about how Supernatural should end in his opinion, and it aligns with requests from fans. So uh, I get this from E News, unfortunately, but you know whatever. Extra, <laughs> extra, extra. Uh, they had the chance to speak with Jared. Uh, with uh, Jensen and Jared Padalecki, so you say his name, Padalecki.
0: Padalecki.
1: Uh, they told the site they carefully weighed their reasons to end uh, season fifteen. Uh, Ackles said the entire crew wanted to go out on a high note. The conversation's been going on about when. Uh, when is the time? I think he and I always, always wanted to never see the show fizzle, never run out of gas. We wanted to go out strong. We wanted to go out while we were still able to give the quality of the product that we've been giving for the last 15 years, Jensen explained. Now, continuing on, he said, uh, I think whatever it is, it's going to be the brothers together. That's been the core of the show since the beginning. I think it's really what the fans want to see. I think regardless of who comes knocking, I think whatever is done about these two brothers and their journey, I think that's really where the heart of the show should reside. So Millions of fans have been pretty upset to hear that there was ending, but I mean, I mean all good things come to an end. Um, they crafted two characters, Padalecki and Ackles. Padalecki? Padalecki! Whom audiences could not only relate to, but empathize with. The brothers have quite literally gone to hell and back again. So, I mean, I think people are ready to support him on the final adventure. I mean, they're just upset. So there's like a synopsis for a final uh, final season that uh, I guess CW tweeted out or whatever. The epic journey of the Winchester Brothers comes to a close as Supernatural enters its final season. Sam and Dean have battled demons and angels, mythical creatures and monsters, in a seemingly unending quest to save the world. But in the final battle of the show's 14th season, they face off against God himself benedict refusing to kill their sur- their surrogate nephilim i'm spoiling this for myself right now because they're talking about i'm gonna i'm gonna stop reading it y'all can go look it up yourselves i'm not gonna read anymore that is crap i should have read that quote before <laughs> that was a cow's a little copy pasta for y'all
0: out there I'll look at you plagiarizing it
1: i did on that one for a quote you, you got better. to it.
0: I put your sources in this shit.
1: Uh, yeah. We get a lot. Most of my stuff comes from Geek Tyrant and from uh, ComicBooks.com. So, that's all the crap that I have written, all the crap I've plagiarized, all the crap I brought to the table tonight. Uh, Adam has got a weekly haul for y'all. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, I think I'm pretty much caught up on a bunch of shit that I'm looking for, and uh, so I didn't get very much. I got two pops. I got this Vegeta pop, and he's dope because he's just looking pissed. He's got his um, a
1: headpiece on him. Yeah, this is that the scanner. scanner. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: to scan power levels. He's got his arms crossed. His he's got them mean ass eyebrows, booky hair, and his tail is wrapped around him. So yeah, hell yeah, this is fucking Vegeta. <laughs> and I got uh, this morning. I found uh, the Dark Phoenix Walmart exclusive glow in the dark uh, Funko Pop. So, it is pretty cool. I did just tweet it out moments ago. I'll probably put it on Instagram as well. Um, hashtag comics and consoles podcast. Yeah. It's, it's a long hashtag, but it's that's what it is. It is what it is. But, uh, yeah, uh, I've been looking for these, you know, for a while. I've been kind of like waiting for, you know, a good, uh, you know, I think I'm going to get Piccolo next. Uh, oh, yeah, that uh, one yeah. But, like, definitely. I
1: saw one today.
0: I'm I'm online. gonna have to take uh, Vegeta everywhere I go. He's just he's ultimate resting bitch face.
1: <laughs> man, he. Uh, man, I saw one online earlier, and I hope it's fake. But it was uh, Tony Stark in an iron casket.
0: Oh, that's uh, sad. That's, that's rude. So wrong, that's rude. It's so. R.P. It's so too wrong. soon.
1: I agree. I love you three thousand, man.
0: Yeah. So 3, I mean. <sighs>
1: so uh shout out to the sponsors real quick yeah thank you yeah man thank you to uh layla's locket you can find them on facebook and on instagram and if you like the page then you'll probably get an invite to the group they have called inside layla's locket if you like good jewelry uh good looking jewelry for cheap like i'm talking five dollars and fifty cents that's with tax for for each piece unless you look at the kids stuff and that's just a dollar a piece but you go to the group inside of this locket. They do giveaways. They do contests. They have a good time over there. So they're worth checking out. And then uh, a big all the love in the world to the Leaf Apothecary. They are uh, the, they're the real MVPs, you know. Uh, the owner of the company actually puts us up uh, at his place to let us record these episodes. So thank you, Mario. We appreciate that. Uh, you can check them out at leafapothecary.com. Uh, homeopathic. Uh, honest, uh, real good stuff uh, for all kinds for for what else you are, or for what you want to use to keep you feeling young. Uh, here's everything. Here's everything, man. I'm telling you. Dr. Dolomites, snake oil. I got nothing. No, but it's leafapothecary.com <laughs> leaf, CBD products, Kratom, all that good jazz. All the stuff your body needs. Sheffy. I'm going to give you a wallop. <laughs> <laughs> We appreciate y'all listening to this stupid-ass episode with us idiots. Uh, you know, Padalecki. Mm, Padalecki. Padalecki. What the hell? There's something... It's something break. Oh, it's in the no. In the That's why you don't open them, dude. Right there. What is this? What,
0: <laughs> what is this? Uh, this is sh- is weird. Somebody just... Of
1: skin. Anyway, them. hey. We appreciate y'all listening to us tonight. Yep. Consoles and Comics, episode five. Remember... The cake's a goddamn lie. Padalecki.
0: Padalecki. <laughs>